Crock Elite, a podcast about no effects. Oh, here we go again. Punk Rock Elite Podcast. I'm Eddie French. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. How, how are you? I'm okay. That's Red Redmond inquiring after my health. <laughs> Good friend. If you've got a friend, ask him how they're doing. Um, another interview today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of our, like, m- my favorites so far as well. Oh, it's it's uh, I've I've a special place for all of them, but this one was uh, the most enthusiastic uh, <laughs> uh, person we've interviewed uh, so far. And and I have to say, like uh, I am impressed with uh, he he used good microphone equipment. Okay, like this is this is good. Like in terms of like audio, you're in for a treat. Oh yeah, we can't always guarantee this crystal clear quality on this one <laughs> um we, we we interview people and we are grateful that they take the time we don't demand they start spending money uh in order to be able to speak to us in a clarity that we uh, have become accustomed to so yes <laughs> Chaz palmer williams from Lightyear. if you're familiar with the uk scar scene Lightyear have been around for a hot minute was it 23 years or something i believe you said I believe so. You know, definitely over twenty, which yes. I think is just so incredible uh, mm. for a, for a, for a UK band. I mean, like uh, I, I'm from uh, a similar area of the UK to Chaz. I'm, I'm from uh, Derby. which is pronounced Derby. <laughs> yeah, which you you have learned on on this podcast. I learned geography <laughs> and English today. <laughs> but it is honestly, it's amazing to hear. The you know such a prolific and such a successful musician who's been going for so long has come from my shitty little hometown. <laughs> I thought all we had was racism and despair, but it turns out we had uh, a burgeoning punk rock and ska scene in the noughties. <laughs> yes, yes, it would seem that way. Just around the time um, you, oh no, you'd have been there in the noughties, wouldn't you? Yeah, um... yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I went to. A, a boarding school you know i oh, was you did, i was didn't you? yeah i was locked away like harry potter <laughs> sorry for a minute there it sounded like you said carrie potter i was like oh imagine that there's a crossover i mean oh know. yeah 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 absolutely I mean, for for many reasons um you know the harry potter franchise isn't particularly welcome in mine or red's households but change one of the characters to carrie and i might have to you know on the sly have a look in because one you just starts crying blood and having it pouring down from the ceilings that'd be pretty rad Absolutely. I mean, I think Harry Potter needs more pig's blood. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably, yeah. They they made loads of potions and none of them called for any kind of just butcher surplus. <laughs> yeah, just put some gizzards in it. There you go. That's it. I, I am a little bit annoyed, actually. I, I have to admit, and I'll make a confession now. Sure. And I think, I think we might need to get Chaz back on the podcast to rectify this. But oh. I, I forgot to ask him a question that i had prepared oh um but then i forgot because i am an idiot um i wanted to know what it's like um you know because obviously he's in a band called lightyear Mm. and in the past couple years disney have released the movie lightyear about buzz lightyear and i wanted to know like what his feelings on that were like when he found out about the movie was he like oh 
oh shit like rip our google search engine oh results. yeah or, or did he think oh brilliant <laughs> maybe a chance for some more branding well apparently there's also a band called fuzz Lightyear. oh no yeah and um they're they're getting it in the neck now i should imagine as well but i typed in <laughs> Lightyear band because i thought I'm not stupid, because that'll just come up with, Lightyear is the amount of time it takes for light to travel. Yeah, yeah, all right, I've got you, nerd. Lightyear, band. <laughs> and then apparently there's a scene in the Lightyear film with a band in it, so people are going, what is that band in Lightyear? I go, oh, for fuck's sake. So <laughs> I just sort of like really Why wouldn't they it. get Lightyear? They should have got Lightyear for Lightyear. Disney aren't known for looking out for the little guy and going, we ought to check to see if there's already a suitably <laughs> fun, upbeat band that could be in a show in a film mainly aimed at children. <laughs> Sorry if there are any Disney adults out there. I do apologise. I respect your... Um... Affliction. Yeah, let's call it that. I, I, we're, we're allies. Um, gorsh! See? Uh, so... <laughs> A bit of goofy for all the Disney adults listening. I think either way, we're going to have to get him back on to to resolve um, the mystery. There was a uh, a threat of a return at the end of the episode, as I'm sure you'll hear, with other members. He's coming back and he's bringing his mates. We must have really upset him. <laughs> so find out just how much we did upset him as you listen to this episode of Punk Rock Elite with Chaz from Lightyear. And that interview is happening right now as Red and I welcome into our pretend studio uh, Chaz Palmer-Williams of Lightyear. Hello, Chaz. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Tar. yeah. Um, as I mentioned, whispering slightly because my boys are asleep, so. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's um, that's fine. You sound good to us. Um, no, 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 that's good. It's um, it's one of the it's like the late night uh, late night radio shows. Yeah, whispering Bob Harris just doing yeah. best country right now. So that's going to be good. Please uh, introduce yourselves uh, for our dear listeners and um, and where you fit in in the in the grand story of punk. I am well. My name's Chaz Palmer Williams. Uh, I'm the the singer for Lightyear and have been for twenty six years. Um, and I do solo stuff as well, a solo musician, in inverted commas. Um, and I'm not sure where I fit into the punk scene, to be honest. I mean, the punk scene sort of, um, yeah, was just fitted into me and just enveloped me and, <laughs> you know, like took over my life, really. So, yeah. and I just jumped on board and, and got in a van and 26 years later, I'm still doing it. So, um yeah, yeah, I guess it, it's funny, you know, identifying as a punk, isn't it? I guess when you're younger, you were like, I was like, I am yeah. a punk, I am a punk. Yeah. And now it's like, I have punk ethics and then, and you know, things like that. So it's kind of um, mixed and stuff, but it's in my blood, put it that way. <laughs> can, you, can you say you're a punk with the same enthusiasm as when you were a teenager, when you've just said the sentence, I need to be quiet because my boys are sleeping <laughs> next door. It, you know, it's exactly, one of those, yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. One of those that, things, that's not that I should be running in, like screaming, you know, like <laughs> "fuck the system," and, and, and like jumping on the bunk beds and stuff like that. A is for anarchy, but yeah. This, well, my uh, son, my son. Sorry to hijack anything, but my uh -huh. son, um, the other day, I've never heard him uh, swear ever, and um. Uh, which is weird. I don't swear in front of him, so that's not a punk rock for a start. But um, <laughs> uh, and he was on top of this slide at the in the park, and um, he just uh, he's got ADHD, so he's like super always on and stuff. And um, mm. 
he just stood at the top and then in front of the whole park he just shouted Nazi punks fuck off <laughs> and, uh, I, and I was like <laughs> in front of all these like kind of like you know um, quite posh mums and, yeah. and, um, and I was just like holy shit like half like really really like proud and then yeah. half like mortified um and it and it turned out someone had written nazi punks fuck fuck off on top of the slide um and uh and yeah and that was it but i, I had no idea you know where he got it from so uh that's incredible yeah. oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah like i was like well done yeah like, totally and then he's like what what's a nazi punk and then you know that was a another sort of uh you know, all the, story, all, but all the well-to-do mums going, "Come away, dear. That's the tolerant left we've told you about. Come on, come yeah, away." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. we don't fit in very well with them anyway. To be honest, we've kind of, kind of uh, come to that conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, podcast is called Punk Rock Elite. It's named after the No Effect song, um, but we realise we have to state that every episode, or someone will just listen to a random episode and go, "I don't know why they think they're the punk rock elite." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. basically, your son has got the title of punk rock elite right now. Amazing. So, uh, I'll so tell him tangentially, tomorrow. we are connected to the punk rock elite through your offspring. <laughs> yeah, started off in uh, in Derby, Derby. I never know Derby, how to pronounce yeah. it, even though uh, Red is from Ooh. there. Yeah, right. You can't just you can't just mispronounce where I'm. It's from, because, oh, where are you from? I was about to try and mispronounce Leeds, but that's quite hard, isn't it? It gives, it gives you very little scope for mispronunciation, Leeds, doesn't it? Leds? Leds, nearly. No, no. It's, uh, it's only because um, I keep on thinking of Black Derby Jacket by um, Rancid whenever I see the word Derby. Um, and then Reese Derby made that worse by having an actual A in his name. So the whole oh. thing's just... And I can't Any American who reads it as well. Yes, but um, and also it's the you know the derby is a uh, you know there's uh, roller derby as it's pronounced in uh, the US and all the rest of it anyway. So <laughs> derby is where uh, where Lightyear started, is it not? It is, yeah, in a garage um, uh, with a with a tortoise walking around and <laughs> yeah, it's just random garage. <laughs> just carried on. So that would where, have been a but, sorry, sorry oh, to be um to be a a Derby nerd because sure. like you know I'm fr- from the area and stuff. Whereabouts in like Derby would you say like you're from to get real specific? <coughs> well, um, I was I was from the city centre. I didn't know you were from Derby. I didn't actually. Know yeah. That. I, so like I'm my, my family's from Castle Donington, and I oh. grew up uh, just outside Derby. Donny. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, so I'm I'm like interested in like, um, yeah, the localness of it. Yeah, so so I mean, I was from the the city centre, uh, Green Lane, um, mm-hmm. in all its glory, um, and then um, some of the guys were from Mickleover. Yeah, Neil was from Spondon, and then where we rehearsed was Macworth Macworth Estate, um, and uh, yeah, that's where the sort of uh, uh, light year practice room was and and everything and when we got together for me it's so interesting to hear these place names aligned with you know uh punk rock because i mean growing up in these areas i didn't see much of it i thought i was the only one but clearly there was a an underground scene i was completely oblivious to and uh it's so cool to hear these places have such a uh a life inside punk history i guess yeah it, i mean you know the derby uh the Derby sort of scene and, and everyone there was, was, was 
fucking great really um yeah and and uh the, the whole music scene in derby was was amazing so many sort of multi-genre bands really mm-hmm. good bands you know like kind of like just didn't quite get there but you know bands like cable and you know like lost alone and lo- loads mm-hmm. of lo- loads of bands i mean they they did really well but um you know it, it it's just it wasn't like one band it was like loads of good bands from different genres and people would go and see every genre you know and that's like when we we did our first show in peterborough um um that's exactly how that was it was it was just all day is where the, you know there's a death metal band on a hip-hop band a hardcore band a scar <laughs> you know even scar was respected <laughs> you know we, we'd go and play like some really bad scar and they'd be like yeah and they'd be carrying us around the fucking room and and um you know and, and that's why peterborough came kind of came our sort of twin city with derby and that's why we did the split with evil macaroni and stuff so um but yeah it's great i think it's these towns where you know there's not loads there and, yeah. and you know you you, you do it's a cliche, but you do music, you know, or, or you get in a job in a you know, Rolls Royce, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, for us, it was music. Um, but yeah, the scene was great and I've got amazing memories from then. And what were the, like the, like what sort of venues would you play in Derby? Was it like, was it the Vic, the old Vic or? Yeah, man. I mean, the Vic, the Vic was just, for me, <clears throat> I had I had a weird thing. I, I kind of went to this private school. I might be repeating this from another podcast. But apologies to people who heard this, but we've not um, listened went to, to it. So go right ahead. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I I was um I I I went to a private school, but lived on a housing estate called Roaster at the time of Toxeter, and I was getting quite bullied and um really bullied actually. Um and um basically punk rock came into my life, and then and skateboarding at the same time, and then. Um, um that dragged me out of this you know this drag and, and the scene in derby really saved me like as mm-hmm. a person and I, I really mean that and the vic was just like the church you know it, it yeah. was like fucking you, you know i had no money i mean i had a bottle of cider money do you know what I mean? like i'd be out <laughs> the front with a white lightning um and, and andy the guy who used to run it from concrete socks um that old punk band from derby um he was just the best man he would just be like I've got, oh, Andy, I've got no money, man. And he's like, just get in and like, don't let me see your side of it's falling out your bag, you know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, um, and then you go in and you'd see like groovy ghoulies. You'd see like, you know, uh, big D, I guess played then slow gherkin promise ring jets from Brazil, you know, like, like all these, mm. I mean, fucking loads of bands and, and, um, you know, we'd be going there three times a week and, yeah so the vic the vic and in his attitude and his attitude of just being laid back and having that sort of punk rock you know you can do what the fuck you want in here as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as you're not like deeply offending anyone you know um you can offend someone and as, <laughs> you know but if you're not being racist or homophobic or sexist then you know get out but if you're not and you kind of you know basically a guy took a shit in a fucking bucket on stage you know within the first week i was there and um, <laughs> i didn't take offense but um i can see how that could offend people but uh, <laughs> I can see how that would certainly some would find that distasteful if nothing else but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it was it was great and then there was the rock house and and you know like uh places like that but it was just a great town and I, 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 it was my foundation for everything and music and friendships that I still have now and I'm really grateful for amazing that's great yes that's um well, there you go well I mean Red, we've 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 had a, a proper derby uh a little derby reunion <laughs> there I'm, I'm happy for you no, absolutely it, it's funny how you sort of you know you talk about how you were fish out of water at school because you were at uh, a school 
designed for one type of person and that wasn't the type of person you were and that seems to be quite a common thing that attracts people to alternative cultures mm-hmm. because at the time you think oh i'm i'm the only one like this no one else understands this and then you realize there's there's a a venue full of them that are there three times a week like you say <laughs> watching yeah, all totally. this stuff so it, it's quite a sort of a, a revelatory feeling yeah we have a list of questions that we ask everybody uh in the interview we've answered them as well we wouldn't put you through anything we wouldn't put ourselves through uh, we'll sprinkle <laughs> these in as we go through uh do you have a favorite no effects song fucking Shouts from Lightyear. i mean straight away you know because i was thinking about this podcast and i was like what have i done this is like oh God, and there's so many isn't there really but like yeah i think i think um you know firstly um i i don't remember my own song titles um which is, <laughs> which is really weird i don't know why but um, i remember all title, the words certainly the light year song titles that i recall are not straightforward song titles <laughs> i mean pack of dogs was on every sort of mix i did for friends for a, a couple of years quick bit of trivia it was uh, we were really pissed at a house party in thirsk um big up thirst punks <laughs> okay. yeah. um and um off, off thirsk, yeah <laughs> there you go yeah and um they, there's, there's just this guy and, and we, we, we used to play this game where you do the, the, the bullseye thing go and then someone would go in one and somebody would say you know hemorrhoid cream and then you go and it was just like a piss thing and then it'd get random and then it just went and this guy went a pack of dogs and it just kind of went dead and everyone was like what? like you know and then it was just one of the stupid things. And that's where the name came from. That's where the name came from, yeah. Really silly. It's like yeah, an yeah. improv warm-up game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of the names are just fucking ludicrous, you know. Like, they're, they're, So I guess that does justify why I can't, I can't remember any of the names because they're totally daft. But, um, but yeah, um, no effects. Um, I don't know. Um, God, I honestly, I, I can't say. I'm, I'm, I'm literally... I mean, it might be something on uh, Punkin Trublik or um, I like, uh, I don't know. I can't say. There's too many. Um, And it's a bit like, it's weird. Like, I think, uh, like I went to see this hip hop band the other day, Souls of Mischief. Um, Amazing. They've got a song called 90 Feet to Infinity. Instantly, I'd be like, that's my favorite song, you know, by them. Um, and with no effects I think it's what each song means to me how did I feel when it first happened you know Mm -hmm. and I think god sorry I'm really struggling with this now I think um I quite like in a weird way um scavenger type oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I was thinking this today Uh, but I can't say which my favorite no effects song is because there's too many but that's all right I just like that one because it's so sad and so like I'd have to say scavenger type, um, you know, is up there. And and just because I was listed today, and I think I think like um, you know, punkin drublik, it's 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 the poetic side of the lyrics for me mm. that that and and the way that Fat Mike's lyrics have changed over time, yeah. Um, and I feel like that there's a lot of sadness in that song and. I remember being in San Francisco and, and hearing that song and, and uh, figuring out what it was about, you know, yes. and um, and kind of the penny drops. And I was like, this is a really sad song and and uh, quite a um, isolated and lonely song, really short, you know. So, yeah, I think I think that's up there 
man loads more as well so mm. yeah with with scavenger type it's the sparse arrangement as well it's just the just the upstrokes on the acoustic guitar it's really really lonely sounding totally. <laughs> and, yeah uh, it is and it, and it is and it's and it's you know um because the uh, bottom bottom of the hill is the name of a venue isn't it gigging alone at the bottom yeah. of the hill yeah i don't know who bill is is it um i don't know who that one is but uh oh well isn't it um i think but isn't it um the bill is the bill on the on the who was billed on the on the show maybe i don't know oh well it's our protagonist named bill but uh, oh named bill okay yeah protagonist i thought it's a protagonistic bill See, this is the thing. It's the interpretation for years. I'm like, yeah, that's that bill was so like, (laughs) (laughs) you've ruined it now. It's not my favorite song anymore. I can't believe it. I've I've lifted the scales from your eyes. Oh no. Well, a friend of mine, for example, um, someone sent him um, an article about the meaning behind the lyrics of American Pie. Very Mm -hmm. vague, lots and lots of different stuff in there. And he refused to read it because he said, I've, listen to that song since i was eight and i know what the song is about it isn't what it's actually about but i know what it's about to me so i'm gonna leave it that way and yeah. um and i was like oh do you know what fair enough i'm i'm the sort of person who wants to get the definitive answer but uh i'm not i don't have the poet's soul that uh, other people do we've touched on before red was certainly about how mike can go from singing about getting a boob job and then sing about <laughs> this sort of sad, sad, you know, sad guy playing a gig at, uh, you know, by himself and stuff. And it's, um, he's got range. Yes. He's yeah. got range. And, and, and I, I think because of the boob job style songs and all the rest of it, I think he's often ignored as being, a a more sophisticated lyricist than he actually is quite often you know i think the thing is with no effects and fat mike is that you know he's i'm an asshole you know he's, he's, i'm a fucking asshole and that doesn't mean it's okay but yeah. i think that you know when you've read the book and and um the the i always think there's like probably like three different versions of punk and you know for me punk was like east coast like I guess, you know, the hardcore thing, pop punk thing, where, you know, the the ethics were there already. Um, mm. There was no Sex Pistols. I, I have no interest in the Sex Pistols whatsoever. Sorry right. to offend anyone, but like my <laughs> mate who was around then, you know, years ago, he was like, you've got to understand it was a complete movement. I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't there and I don't relate to the music and stuff like that. So that that isn't punk to me. I know that's yeah. like sacrilege, but it's, well, it's a different type of punk like, with that name, yeah. you know, yeah. punk. It's a very refreshing thing to uh, actually hear someone say it because it can be that one just sort of defers to the knowledge of the ancients well of course and it started with sir lydon and sir vicious and, <laughs> and then, the, then the dukes of ramon came from across the seas and you know yeah. and it becomes sort of game of thronesian in its um totally lore, yeah you know? yeah but the kind of like the punk where what i believe from what i've read in in different places was quite you know, I guess like violent and, um, you know, it was like who could almost be the biggest asshole, you know, mm. like, mm-hmm. in you know, fuck you, I am going to do what I want to do and what I want to say. And mm. there's an element of that, obviously, that energy and stuff. But I think the kind of not 
giving a fuck at all about what anyone thinks yeah and um, can leave you open to things and dated you know <laughs> like in, there's, in... there's that sort of nihilism of um oh what's that grandma your old man got shot down by the luftwaffe i'm wearing a swastika Where? you know that kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah thing. yeah and exactly like, that yeah that i never got that to wear a swastika <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think that was like the, yeah the, the fashion thing wasn't it i think uh what's his it was face still that... It was still sort of very fresh in the minds of the older generations yeah. and stuff. So the easiest way to rebel was to do that. Even like the sort of eighties New York hardcore thing had a bit of that going on, but uh, not yeah. as much as not as much as that sort of seventy six, seventy seven UK thing. Yeah, they just had the the big. I'm just slagging off every fucking punk scene now, aren't I? But they just had the big the big fucking macho guys, didn't they? That were like, "Ah, fuck you," but probably in a positive way, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Man, they're just so ingrained in in me growing up as a yeah. kid, and and yeah, hearing them and and you know, like songs like you know, don't call me white and, and stuff. And, and mm. like reinforcing this stance that I've had from bands like propaganda to, to kind of the other things when he says stupid shit, when he's really high or whatever. And it's kind of like, well, not that it makes it okay, but it's almost like what I've learned from them and, and stuff and how much I appreciate them. It's, it's hard to, you know, if he did something that I felt was like absolutely fucking horrendous, mm. um, then, then, that would be it now like if an artist did it and you looked at a piece of art would you stop looking at the art or yeah shit? yeah i don't know but that's that's an interesting one and and it's hard to say because different people have different standards for what they feel for how people should behave and all that kind of thing i think that no effects have worn a lot of hats they've been the jokey silly band they've been the annoyed angry political band they've been all sorts of different things and i think depending on how one encounters them for the first time you might have a sort of idea of what they're like you you either think i don't know why that angry political band is singing about a sex change operation you know or they might be thinking i don't know why the um fun mucking around band are getting all angry about this george bush fellow you know it's sort of yeah it, it depends <laughs> yeah, where really... you came in and um and the gear change i suppose so yeah totally yeah i mean the song about um uh what are those two singers called um oh tegan and sarah yeah, yeah. when it yeah. comes out and, sarah yeah and it's it's uh because that's that's one really. It's a it's a it's a backlash against popular culture of the time. You know, it was yeah. them him going like, well, you know, you're not a punk or you're not whatever, but you might be connected to that scene. And I mean, you know, I I, I like them. I thought they were good, but um, yeah. you know, um, they. I think that's what he was doing, isn't it? It's that it's that asshole yeah. punk thing. But I've got to be honest, it did make me laugh a bit. And I I mean, I know that's terrible, and it's a terrible thing to say, but like. Just because I imagine Fat Mike, and I'm laughing at Fat Mike, just going like, "You're just a fuck up, mate." Do you know what I mean? You, you're a fuck <laughs> up on drugs. You're offering them drugs. You know. Yeah. You well, know, well, you, you, this, this isn't serious. What you're saying, yeah. you know, and it's like that thing of knowing, you know, the, the, every chapter of the Nerfex book and yeah. where something stupid like that sits gives it context and um, absolutely, which makes it less offensive. But then, obviously, if you're coming into that, it is offensive. So 
Oh yeah, yeah. it is. Um, the I think that the image that he paints is one of a man probably in his forties at that point mm-hmm. on oxycodone or some some sort of pharmaceutical that he's misusing, asking a woman twenty years his junior just stupid question he just and to my mind he was always that guy in the rock clubs (laughs) who's you know one or two generations won't let go of the dream you know the guy in the in the hair metal t-shirt and the cowboy boots outside the (laughs) drain pipes talking to the young girls in corn t-shirts about what real rocket you know and all those oh never too old to rock and roll yeah piss off granddad yeah it's you know and he looked more like that in my mind than any real threat or anyone to be taking seriously yeah and i think he writes the song like that you know like i think i think he he's so self-deprecating and stuff it's like i think that He's intelligent enough to to know what that makes him look like. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's almost the point, I think. Yeah, um, he's it, really like stood by that song as well. Like I've actually seen it live a good few times. Like he, <laughs> I'm really surprised that it makes it into the set because um, I think mm. it. I don't even think it's necessarily one of the strongest songs off the album. I think it's on coaster. Um, yeah. But like, I, there's some. There must be something about the songwriting that he's secretly a little bit proud of. I wonder if it's like because it does get across a lot of nuance, and I wonder if he's impressed that he's written, you know, a real life song that is authentic to an experience that he had that isn't, um, you know, doesn't show his best side. It shows um, sides yeah. of him that. Uh, uh, you should arguably be a little bit ashamed of. Yeah. And um, I, I think he has a little bit of pride in it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, um, and also he li- I think he likes pissing people off, yeah. doesn't he? Still. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, does, like, yeah. he's going back to that and going, I know this is going to piss people off. And, um, and I think, I think he's a bit addicted to that. I don't know. You know, I don't know the guy, but um, you feel like you do a little bit when you've listened to so much music, you know? Mm. He's yeah, and he's always talked about how he's like. I just don't lie. I can't do it. I don't. I don't have it within me to lie about stuff. So you know, I don't. I so certainly it's the truth as he sees it, or you know, the fact as he recalls it. Yeah, and I should point out, I don't. The the official position of um, uh, punk rock elite is that uh, behaving the way that Mike says that he did in that song is horrible and not cool but i think it's almost i don't know if he's almost technically apologizing yet still being able to dine out i don't know there's well, a, the, I've got a i think suspicion of mine i think it that... fits into a wider theme on that album of uh you know like the 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 swinging between drinking and being out of control and being sober and in control and i think that that is one of the points in the album which is you know a low point yes um in, like in that, uh, scale. That's, that song first call is on there as well isn't it about yes exactly the, yeah, uh, yeah yeah about where he's talking about still being awake and going to carry on drinking, but the yeah. only place is somewhere that, and if I'm recalling the lyrics correctly, it smells like bleach, adult diapers, and mold, and everyone around here is over 60 years old. 
It's not like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, let's go, yeah, tie one on there. It is bleak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, absolutely. It, um, it's like, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it, I was listening to another one I was recently, and and um, and uh, I, I had to turn it off because I was actually, this is too dark, you know, like this, this is mm. one of the newer, you know, the newer ones, and um. Mm. I was like, this is, I think it was the first track on the second to latest album. And uh, I'm just terrible with my names as well. But, and it was really, really, really depressing. And I was like, fuck. Oh, man. is it the, the big drag? Yeah. Starts off with just one chord on its side, the guitar by itself for a long time. Yeah. It is, it is. Um, I guess it it's called the big bleak. drag, you know? I believe like, it is. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, the, it's, yeah, it's, it's bleak. It's very bleak. And, and, then, he, and then there's the infinitely catchier, the one on the last album, uh, Don't Count On Me, which I really, really love as a song. But it is just, it's just a man admitting his own flaws and going, it's too late to do anything about the majority of these. I'd yeah. love to be able to help you, but I just know I'm not that person. And And it sounds sort of defeated and shruggy at the same time it's like it's just you should know by now that's that's how it's going to be yeah and i guess he tried you know yeah well it's not like he can't make an effort it's not like he's not capable of of great generosity and and um you know get that there are just things that don't work and that's it must be quite liberating in a way to be able to say it's not it's not (laughs) that i've worked out who i am and it is this yeah <laughs> and, and life's too short to make effort to change that too much and you know whatever people think of that i suppose but uh... yeah i think i think you know he's, he's probably just i mean he's proper psychoanalyst this isn't it but like i think he's probably i'm just guessing but like i think he he's so aware of of that people are aware of him mm, yeah. um but it's it's you know it's just it's sad as well isn't it because I think substance abuse and, 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 and everything, it's like when it's when he was younger and everything, it was like, this was funny, you know, like, and it's like that, you know, like other, some of the silly songs, you know, um, were, were funny. And, and, yeah. and now it's like, you know, substance abuse isn't funny, you know, like when you're in your, I mean, how old is, is Fat Mike now? In his 50s, I think. In his 50s, you know, and he's, you know, got a daughter, hasn't he, I think, and... Yeah. um you know she's and, and a teenager now i should think teenager yeah and and it's just i don't know i just have it with some of my friends you know it was like they were the one always the most getting the most fucked and it was like oh there's so and so you know they're fucked and yeah. it's funny and then and then you're actually like actually now we're older um yeah it'd be great for them not to be doing that <laughs> it's uh it's a weird one isn't it because obviously people have to live their own lives the way they see fit um, but I mean, Mike didn't start doing drugs till he was in his mid thirties. Mm, yeah, there's always been a little bit of that feeling of being late to the party. I think he's spoken about exactly that in in interviews, and that became a lot of the stage banter. Yeah, talking about how mu- how many drug he was on, and sort of, and again, it is kind of I don't know if I were a teenager watching a man in his 40s talk about how many percocet or whatever he was on i don't know if i'd be going i've got to get me some of those you know it's <laughs> yeah. all it's all it might have been what... a great sort of thing to put him off it you know yeah well that's it I, I i honestly couldn't say i think i think he's weird because i think he he's so self-aware of like all that and and you know he, he has become a caricature of 
you know what what he is and and you know even going back to that song where you know he, he is he is basically homophobic but you know i i think he's writing about himself and it's I, what made me laugh about that was was him you know like yeah, how yeah. sad he was and mm. i was like oh my god that's hilarious you're such a sad fucking you know guy yeah. and but and now i think about every song he writes it's like it's him just totally looking at himself or painting a picture of himself you know what i mean yeah. like mm. it's never i don't think it's ever truly autobiographical biography or whatever do you know what yeah. i mean it's like he's he's um which is weird, which is weird, I think. And it, and also, also fucking genius, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. He's sort of using himself as a lens through which to view himself, which is yeah, a startlingly exactly self-aware position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Some third-eye chaos magic approach to existence, which is uh, wildly <laughs> impressive. Uh, yeah. Which is hard <laughs> to write like, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's hard to write like that. Um I don't think I could do that if, I mean, I don't know if I've done that, but, hmm. I, you know, maybe he doesn't know he's doing it. I don't know. Well, it, it's that thing of writing going, right, I'm not going to edit myself at all. I'm going to yeah. show myself as I am. Yeah. And unless you actually have a grasp on how you are, you're either going to edit it as you would, as most people would do <laughs> to try and go, well, I'll just, I'll smooth off that edge there. That edge is a bit much. And, you know, you you fiddle about with it here and there. You give a sort of a general idea but equally you can go no no no, i'm not going to do that and then you end up painting a much worse image of yourself <laughs> for fear that you're sugarcoating it too much it's funny now we're talking about it i've never i've never ever thought this but like thinking about how i was influenced by his lyric writing definitely influenced Lightyear, and and how i've never ever had a filter i'm just quite lucky mm-hmm. it's just who i am i don't think i've really ever said anything offensive in my songs um hopefully and um and i think reading his lyrics they they were so like personal and so so like unfiltered like you say it's um i think definitely influenced me like like right from the start i think i think you can hear it as well because his delivery is more about emotion than um musical precision is that the kindest way anyone's ever described Mike's voice? I don't know. It might be, but but I, but I I mean that as someone who actually likes his voice. I know. That yeah, totally. That's, yeah, that's sometimes a uh, a thing that people uh, people bring up. I don't really like that guy's voice. I'm like, well, that's okay. Um, oh man, that was like that snottiness. You know, for me was was like that. That was. I mean, even yeah, even his voice is like I don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. like even his voice is yeah. so snotty. Yeah, and and just like arrogant and so unique. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was, I just look at a list of the, the songs again on, on, um, Punky Drubbick just really yeah. quick. And, um, we're having this conversation about how deep it is that, and then, uh, my heart is yearning, you know, that track <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just pops up. I'm like, that's so bad. But like, yeah. but when you're 18, it's like, it's hilarious. He's talking yeah. about his dick, you know, and, 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 um, to go from one thing to the other and, and, uh, is, is yeah. Is, yeah. Is, Isn't that just before perfect government? Yeah, I think yeah, so. There you go. Well, it's it's really really yeah. close to it's. Um, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, totally. And it's, it's yeah so to go one. right into that is 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 just yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the uh, the the duality of man. Do you have a favorite NoFX album? We've mentioned Punk and Droblek a few times. Do you have? I mean, Punk and Droblek. Yeah, that that is my favorite. Um, yeah. because I always go for like the poppier 
releases you know so like mm-hmm. offspring smash you know people like ignition yeah. for me it was smash i mean offspring were the first band i saw ever oh, in wow. front of about 40 people in the leicester charlotte so wow you know um that was that was amazing and and uh but yeah just just um i, I mean this is the thing it's my favorite album and i keep having to like look at the name of it which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous but um yeah i mean again it's just as soon as it starts um not to go too heavy into it, but but it, oh, it no, was that sound, you know. Yeah, it was just that did it that distorted mm. guitar and you know just like ping, you know, like this is me, this is how I feel, this yeah. is, you know. And then I think it's El Jefe in the background doing a you know da 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 like He's a like a, a warm up, a, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like sounding thing. Yeah, all those little things like that that are going on, and and um, you know, there's there's another similar one later on. I think he does like a Beatles song, doesn't he, underneath and. And, um, oh, on uh, Happy Guy, yeah, you know, I'll never dance with another, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, and it's and yeah. and you know, I'll have these voices. It's just amazing, and, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, you know, like, uh, and and again, this is the beauty of No Effects having having El Hefe there, and you know, like, just so random, you know, yeah. like like a, that dude, like, um, he's Mexican, isn't he? I think he's uh, of Mexican extraction, certainly. I think yeah. he was born yeah. in LA, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so. So, um, you know, to, to have that guy in a, in a punk band with a trumpet, you know, like absolutely yeah. ripping it is like, it's just amazing. And, and, um, that sort of randomness in, in that scene was, was just perfect. And, and, mm. um, just every song on that, you know, like Laurie Myers and, you oh. know, like I can remember my friend, she was singing that and she was like, I'm going to sing that bit. And she was just like, fuck it. And, you know, and, and, and her, her vocal style and, mm. um, Oh, yeah, uh, was... Laurie Myers is one of my absolute favorites. It's just, it's it's just the way it just starts. There's no intro. There's not even a count, and it just all at once. It's just oh, phenomenal. And the yeah, I'm a sucker for an octave chord uh, riff as well, and that one's perfect. And yeah, it, the, it's and it's that it's that drum beat as well. It's that sounding special that you know yeah it's the energy in the recording is is incredible like Mm. because they could have recorded that like without that energy and they've just Mm. captured that so well i mean i saw them i saw them play um with um i went i went with um a band called the beat union do you know those guys if you remember those guys not familiar They, they were kind of um uh different from different bands really really amazing lads they're still playing now and stuff but uh dave dave ended up being over there and, and recording um in la and stuff as a as a engineer and producer he's doing really good but we went with um we went with the uh lead singer from goldfinger um right. and it was like a vi vip sort of thing for no effects and and uh i think the person who sang that came up and sang the song on stage live with no effects kim from the and- muffs Yes, yes, she did. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I, my name for people is terrible, but yeah, so, so she came up and sang. Sadly, sadly departed now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, great yeah, show. yeah. Wonderful. Um, but he, uh, we, oh, and I had this moment where, I'm like, okay, so I'm seeing NoFX in LA. I'm with my mates. Um, she's singing the song. You know, yeah. she's wow. jumped on stage. I'm with a singer from Goldfinger. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is like freak out time. And um, <laughs> but we ended up, we ended up. What happened? I think we went to this house party, and then. Um, I ended up um, painting my balls with car paint. And um, well, my friend, he, he jumped on this stripper's pole and the pole popped and shot through the disc, shot through a wall, smashed through the wall. And so I went in to get the, the pole off 
the 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 stripper disc thing and then there was a car in there like a hot rod and loads of paint so i just i'm gonna paint and i forgot so i went and painted <laughs> balls with um with car paint and then and then the next day we're all hung over and and the guy's like oh let's go up to uh feldy's house which is john feldman and um it's like oh, okay cool Let, you know so we drove up into the hills and stuff and he's got a big old fucking pad up there because he's you know he's he's a big time producer and stuff and yeah um, yeah so we were in there and I'm like, cause they were recording with him and stuff and they're a really good band. And so we sort of, now it's getting weirder. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, John Feldman's house in, in the Hollywood Hills, like, and, and then they're like, Chaz, Dave's like, Chaz. I'm like, what? He's like, show Feldy your balls. Like this. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, it's not coming off. Like it's not coming off. He's like, no, I know. That's why you should show him your balls. <laughs> so, and I've told this story to people before, but, uh, but basically um, I was like, John, and he's like, yeah, I was like, check out my balls and um <laughs> and i got my balls out to show him the balls and they were like big literally blue balls and um he just looked at me like it felt like a decade and then looked back at my balls and then at me and i think he says something like sweet balls bro <laughs> and was actually like just not into it. And then like later on, and they were like, oh, he's teetotal now. He doesn't drink or anything. I'm like, well, he bet he's fucking impressed with me, wasn't he? So, uh, Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. that there was animal products in the paint. He probably, yeah, I'm yeah. Hardcore yeah, vegan, yeah. isn't he? So, uh, yeah, maybe, totally. he maybe he thought my, my, my balls were a little mole or something that I'd painted. But um, you noticed just above your balls was a leather belt. And he's like, well, that's not going to wash in my house. <laughs> yeah, he didn't see the balls. <laughs> yeah, he no. just saw the belt. He saw the animal cruelty and went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a great weekend with, with no effects. Slightly let down by uh, showing my childhood hero my balls. <laughs> Oh, that's your favourite now effects song. Brilliant. Um, yeah, that's your favourite album. Sorry. Album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, that's. Um, I mean, you can't have. You can't go around having a perfect weekend, can you? You know, that's that's just going to. No, spoil you want something scene. to ruin it. Yeah, you, you need yeah. you need something. You know, again, we're talking. <laughs> I've used the word pendulum a lot, and I'm going to use them in relation to your balls. But yeah, pendulum. <laughs> you need to. It's going to go from great to bad, and then they didn't the swing middle. that much. Actually, they were kind of. So, a bit oh, you were a young up. man in those days. They wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Great. time, has time passed, and yeah. gravity makes fools of us all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, didn't think that was going to come up. Tell you Me what, neither. Yeah, neither did Feldman. No, 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 he didn't. No, yeah, he's, yeah, because yeah, because he's done. Yeah, he's done a lot of production. He's done sort of bona fide, sort of Grammy yeah. winning pop yeah. and stuff, hasn't he? He's done. Yeah, bit of a well. legend in all that scene, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And was on a Tony Hawk soundtrack as well. So, you know, he yeah. walks in two worlds. <laughs> yeah. We did tour with them years ago and, and uh they um I can remember them just like getting everyone together and like everyone on the tour and I was like he's like, You coming outside for a fight? And I'm like, What? And I'm like he's like, We're gonna go and beat all these motherfuckers up who are like printing our T shirts. Oh really? Yeah, and there was like this big war against all the touts. I was like, it's probably best leave them because they're quite sketchy. And they're like, no, fuck this. And they went out and they <laughs> and they basically, I think, just scared the living shit out of all these touts. And they were yeah. just like, we're not having it. So I was like, okay. I remember um, the uh, the t-shirt sellers. Five five of your t-shirts, seven pound euros outside the cockpit in Leeds. Oh, really? Every bargain? That's a bargain. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, that's where 
my friends all got our band t-shirts from we couldn't afford the uh the full price ones but That's I, think, rock. Um, I think there was uh, <laughs> i remember reading in kerrang um a couple of members of less than jake on while on a uk tour so this doesn't happen anywhere other than this bloody country and um, just came <laughs> in with just armfuls of um counterfeit t-shirts so that they just picked up and gone no just <laughs> pick them all up off the pavement and just walks into the venue with them and gone, don't know what we're going to do with these like, that is them, that is true that's really weird because i've i've toured you know all over really and and mm. i haven't seen it i've only seen it in the uk <laughs> that's that's wild the it's, land of the free yeah the land yeah, of being almost free um but yeah <laughs> i don't pounds. know what if less than jake you know don't know what they did with those t-shirts because you know who would notice sold if they sold them you know it's like, yeah, yeah. well we could True. we could charge less than what we and this is all just cash in hand this is you know i don't know if if anyone from less than jake is listening and wants to talk about no effects you can answer that question for us i'm <laughs> sure they've got better things to be doing um lovely <laughs> so uh we're going for punkin droblick is your favorite album yeah it's uh it's a i mean i'm i we don't argue albums here because we ask for your favorite not the best because we don't really believe in best that's just your favorite but it's uh it's easy to see why it's a very comfortable choice and i suppose it's it's the one that everyone tells you to get isn't it that you know yeah you know start off with this one and i think I d- it wasn't actually the first one i had though which is weird oh, um cool. i think uh white trash maybe that was out before mm. um, Punk and Droblix. So yeah, yeah, maybe. it was. I think, <clears throat> I think it was just this one. I, I draw, I've always liked pop, you know, and hooks mm. and yeah, and and, and yeah. things in music and and um, you know, I, I really like Call Me Maybe is like one of my favourite songs. You know, yeah, fair. It's a fucking amazing song. And, mean, <laughs> catchy, catchy as anything. Yeah, absolutely. so good, so yeah. good. And um, you know, so so those hooks and stuff is is mm. is like, and I f- I felt that was like more hooky than yeah. You know, like white trash was starting to get there. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, and really but solid. Then, I mean, without yeah. a doubt. But and, but you've still got stuff like sold out, which is sort of very riffy, and and there's still a lot of songs that just go na 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 na, na and then have a little bit of chorus or some sort of hook line in there, but nothing yeah as sort of back to front catchy, like and polished, like yeah, well, like punk guy, which is about a minute long. And is a, a hardcore song in speed and uh, whatnot, but there is still a, a melody in there. Yeah. As well, they actually managed to get that, and that's also another another part of that El Jefe magic, where he does the uh, the silly, you know, the cartoon voices uh, yeah. at the end of that song as well. And yeah. I think on the secret track, it's just him trying out different yes. cartoon voices. He does all the yes, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, stage left, even you know he's giving it all it's that so stuff. Good. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Really, really, uh, really, really capable. Because I think, like, because <clears throat> you know that guy Ryan Green, he mm. he produced like a lot of the fat stuff. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think and as I a th- result was... of Punk and Droblick, I think. Yeah, and was that the first out. one he produced? I it was it was early doors. Yeah, I think so. As in, like the first No Effects one he produced. I think right? it's the first No Effects one he did. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And and then people were wanting that sound. Yeah. So like, uh, I think he did. He did Nose for a name, and 
I'm sure he must have done a lag wagon at some point. But yeah, a lot of bands wanting the fat sound. I think he did the first propagandy one as well. Um, yeah. The- I think it got too much eventually. You know, he was doing yeah. like everybody and, and it was just the same bass. It was yes. the Ernie Ball bass, bass and, and, you know, it just sounded the same and punchy. And it sounded great, but it, it yeah. definitely got to the point where it was like, um, you know, that sound is a little bit uh, too, everywhere now. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did get to be quite a lot quite quickly, I think. I don't think it really spilled over into the 21st century. No. And it was awesome. You know, like it, it was mm. it was so good oh, like yeah. to hear punk go like that. You know, it, 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 it's, it was, uh, to me, it was like, I can now listen to this, you know, properly <laughs> instead of like, you know, that was before it was like <laughs> whatever, just terrible sound. And, and then you start hearing those bass lines and those lead, you know, those lead guitar bits and harmonies and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it 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 allowed the it allowed all of the musicality that people have often said punk doesn't contain to actually be shown. And it, and it's like it, it it needs to be heard because that was the way it progressed. You know, the evolution was hmm. those harmonies and you know the the you know out Melvin's like guitar and. You know, like it was, the, it was those mm-hmm. those combinations coming in, and if you're not hearing those, that's the sort of ten years of fucking up era. No effects, yeah. you know, compared to like yeah. what you have now, and 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 um, and like you say, the musicality and the talent yeah. from all of them. Um, if you didn't hear that properly, you wouldn't hear that. So, pretty amazing that that, that happened. Really, it's that sort of pre hefe post hefe thing i think this the, the the ability to write songs as well you can see that forming over those those albums as well oh, like yeah. structure and and you know the the because again the, there's there's such genius in that as well um mm. I, I think songwriting is is one of those simple um geniuses where which genius always is you know yeah and yeah. and it's it, to, to kind of not overcomplicate things and just have it at that point where you know, you just do something slightly different. For example, just popped into my head that song uh, "Bottles on the Floor." Is it? Or, Bottles yeah. of the ground. Bottles of the ground. Bottles yeah. to the ground. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's doing a round, and then mm. he, they cut out that round, and and you know, it doesn't go the full circle. Yeah. You know, but then the actual structure of the song is 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 it, it, you know right, pretty much a traditional structure. Yeah. But then that round is going around like that, and it's like that's really clever, man. You know, yeah. and it's a hook as well, and to keep that hooky. And and you know so enough to put your ears up and go wow that's really clever. But and also there are harmonies in there it. as well that are sort of flowing in and out of one another. Yeah. It all yeah. swims around, and it's uh, yeah, that's that's a great example. Um, do you have a favorite lyric of? Uh, I know you won't be able to name me the song, but you might be able to <laughs> remind um, me the lyric. Oh man, like honestly, there's so many. Um, yeah, and it is it is that thing of. Um, everything's so different and and mm. it, it, it like if you if you were talking about i mean you mentioned lagwagon and if you were talking about lagwagon i mean again a great lyricist mm. quite factual almost scientific lyricist you know the kind yeah, of the yeah. way the way that he explains things and the situations and stuff um mm. i probably would find that easy but because it is that journey of a whole career you know that is that is coming to an end um it is um it's hard isn't it because it's it's saying what's the favorite moment but i think for me uh and again i'm going back to punkin drublik um is is um is it well it's it's uh i hear a voice of reason on pa 
you know yeah. and for alone. me it was like fucking and that was that was just me when i went to see you know one of my first punk bands or whatever mm. it was literally that it was like and and the context this is another example of like the context of what he's thinking about i'm not quite sure it's the same as what i was thinking he meant like american pie never learn what it means <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 so let's just keep it and I'll pretend this is what he meant and um but you know just that i hear a voice of reason on the pa and it was just like i did you know what i mean and it was yeah. like i just heard this person saying you know there's other rejects out here you know what i mean there's there's other and and that that term summed up so many bands for me you know i go and see king mm-hmm. prawn i go and see you know whoever you yeah. know what I mean? Whoever. And, and you just get this little snippet and it just hit me like a punch in the gut, you know? And I'd be like, that, that lyrics changed my life, you know? Like, and, and it was just this wave of clarity and, mm-hmm. and in between this chaos of people jumping off the stage naked in Derby, you know, and you'd have all sorts of shit going on in, in the Vic and, and um, it would always be an amazing show. But then there'd be a moment of this, um, there's an amazing film called, um, it's a, it's a, it's about, um, the guy in Ireland um, who started a record label, and I think he he um, was it the Buzzcocks or and um, it's named after a Beach Boys song. Oh, oh good vibrations, good vibrations, yeah, right, yeah. So there's a scene in that film, uh, not to spoil it, but I'm going to where um, <laughs> you know he 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 stands there and he has that moment of clarity and he's looking around and he's like, oh, I'm in this. I'm in a scene. I'm in. I'm in something new. Something's happening here, yeah. and that and that happened for me. It was. It was just like this. Yeah, on multiple times. You know, it was just a moment of clarity, and and that one line sums that up for me. You know, I hear a voice of reason up here, and it was just. It was complete reason to come on many times, and um, you know, I'm forever grateful for for punk to to have done that, and and you know, and and every you know, all sorts of music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just the energy. Um, again, you know, I've got ADHD, so it was like the energy of, of punk and, and the, the, you know, the aggression that I felt at that age. And, uh, and then the fact I could get a microphone, you know, and get on stage and we had three yeah. songs and we played one twice and I threw away a pair of shoes into the audience for free, you know, like, <laughs> it, you know, it was, it was just literally like, we were so bad. We were so bad, but we could support this, like really, a really good band, you know, and, and, mm. and just go and do it. You know what I mean? It didn't matter if we couldn't do it just yeah. get on the stage and do it and and then um, that was such a huge thing so that one line uh some sums all of that up for me that's a phenomenal choice what i what i love about that line as well is that it is just with the muted guitar under it it's presented yeah. to you before the rest of the so it, it's really served up to you clean there's no mistaking what that is i hear the voice of reason on the pa i hear the prices freezing over ga you know there's no way of mistaking it it's really clear and and i think that that's the lovely thing about lyrics is that sometimes a lyric from a song can stand out from the rest of the song and take on its own meaning because very rarely do you ask someone what their favorite lyric is and they give you the entire song they give you a bit (laughs) of it they you know they might give you a verse at most but you know that's, uh, that's it, fantastic. It's funny because Neil from Lightyear, um, who who is one of the the most amazing people I've ever met, um, also the most ludicrous person I've ever met. <laughs> he he once um, wrote out. Someone kind of said something similar to him about propaganda, and they were like, you know, oh, what what are they like, and you know, what what's the best lyric, and so he hand wrote. Um, he burnt the CD and hand wrote all of Propaganda's lyrics. Um, 
for this person and then and then he was just like they're all really good look i've done this for you <laughs> and basically gave this person a handwritten you know propaganda uh album sort of thing and there's a lot wow. in it and i think he even did like a bit on the back that was like a whole page you know he did he did mm. like the whole kind of uh, i mean it can't have been the thanks list what, one of the essays or uh... yeah i think it what yeah i think it was one of the essays and 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 you know, animal animal cruelty or something like that. And uh... I, I got uh, today's empire on tomorrow's ashes um, on vinyl nice. when it was released, and in it they included the CD booklet for all the lyrics, and then a large, essentially political zine that only <laughs> just fit inside it. It was made to the same dimensions, and it was sort of, it was like. Um, it reminded me of like a Wizard and Chips comic or something. It was like on really thin, like clearly multiply recycled paper. And there was about 20 political essays in it. And and there was one by Noam Chomsky and all of this stuff. And it was all of basically reading material. I've still not read it. I'm not going to have any kind of lies whatsoever. I'm not fronting. but there, And so that's in, in my uh, in my record collection somewhere. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, they, well, they were they were so full on, weren't they? And And... Uh, and you know, fucking amazing. Um, oh, did yeah, you see no, that no. that uh, Fat Records documentary when uh, Fat yeah, Mike yeah. was talking about them and stuff? And 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 they were just like, I can't remember what they did, but in the end, he was just like, yeah, fucking, you know, of course I'm going to put them out. It's propaganda, you know. They should be well, telling they, me to they, fuck off or whatever. They yeah, call him out. Remember. They call him out in one of their songs. Oh yeah. But obviously, was it was being produced by Fat Records. But and he, Mike just didn't have a problem with it. He was yeah. like, "But it's propaganda. Uh, you know, they're they're speaking their truth. I just happen to be on the other end of it." Yeah. And then at the end, does he go? And they're still going to sell me loads of records. So. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it must have been uh, a little deflating for a band like Propaganda. You know, we're going to stick it to our own record label. And the record label goes, oh, stick it here. There's space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's too clever. He's too very clever. similar to when I went, mum, I'm bleaching my hair and dyeing it green. And she said, here's a towel. Like, oh, I see. It's going to be like that, is it? Oh, right. Oh, I see. Oh, very supportive. Well done. Well done. Well, I'm still doing it. <laughs> Yeah, if you give someone nothing to rebel against, then they have nothing to rebel against. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's really difficult. It's like, right, well, I see how everyone else like this. Does your mother know you've dyed your hair green? She was overly supportive <laughs> as it happens. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> she dyed it for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Do you have a particular favourite sort of memory of No Effects? Or is it um, the, the blue? I don't ball think weekend? it was that one. No. Um, <laughs> I think like. When I was younger, and I can't remember because I got really pissed, <laughs> I think I saw them at the warehouse in Derby. So they played Derby. Oh, okay. Years ago. And um, I, at, at the New Cross Inn the other day, my friend who took me to my first gig with Offspring said that I was at the NoFX one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think it was before I was really into NoFX. And I just was like, I went yeah. along because I think Snuff might have supported, and I was oh. way more into Snuff, you know, like just because they were wicked. And um, yeah, and then who have just but, been added to the Manchester Punk Festival, yeah, lineup. which is wicked. Oh, they have, haven't they? It's the only time that we've. Oh no, we played. We actually played with them on the same bill, but we've never played directly under them ever. Which mm. which has always been a light years thing that we've always wanted to do. Mm. But um, so um, but that 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 wasn't a memory because i can't remember it properly but um i think i think a really favorite one was um 
when they played Slam Dunk, um, what, five years ago or something? Maybe longer? Yeah. And um, and I think I think they played after or before Bad Religion and, and um, Bad Religion just fucking were outrageously good. Like, like <laughs> yeah. just to see them kind of like, you know, waddling on stage a bit, you know, the lead singer looking a bit of a nerd. That's Professor <laughs> Nerd to you. Professor Nerd, yeah, like, and um, <laughs> in the best possible way, but but you know he is, and and um, and 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 then just absolutely own the stage, you know, like yeah. all of them, and and tight as anything, and just absolutely killed it. And oh, I was just like, oh my god, like like I was in so much shock. I was getting thrown around the pit, and you know, um, they just blew me away. Like like, and and then either before that or after, I can't remember. But I was flying around the pit, and um just kept banging into people from the scene I haven't seen for years and years and years, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, bang. Oh my God. Oh. And then, and then it was like speed dating, but for like old mates, you know what I mean? <laughs> Amazing. And, then, and then it's like, Whoa, Oh my God, there's Tom from Skirbox. And then it was like, Whoa, and there's, there's Neil from Wolverhampton. Yay. You know? And, and, and um, it was, it was just that. And, and um, it was just a really, a really nice memory. And, um, of, of kind of yeah being involved in that over the years and and uh like like a punk rock this is your life um <laughs> battered that's great isn't it yeah yeah to describe sort of no effects as like an old faithful kind of band is a little bit you know it's not doing them a great credit but there are bands like that where just hearing them you sort of all you know, if you're all there, you've all you're all on the same wavelength. You sort of all, you know, your your spine straightens a little bit. You start looking at each other like, oh, it's a very galvanizing effect. Yeah, that definitely. And uh, I think, amazing. and then there's a, like a, you know, there is a physiological, actual response, isn't there? In crowd, mm. um, I don't know if you watched that documentary about um, Fat Boy Slim's um, event that he had oh i I haven't seen it yet but i I do want to it's pretty good man it's really good actually um i I lived in brighton for 10 years and you know amazing people there and just the home of music and everything i was just a great place but um there's one guy in it and and uh he goes on to basically um again i'm totally ruining something from but he's uh (laughs) um he, he was part of the crowd control he was a steward and then and he's very monotone and very, you think, oh, he's a stupid. And then, then he goes, I went on to study um, and, and got a PhD in, in, in crowd reactions and response, you know, in, in you know, as, as animals, really. Human and, behavior and, uh, sort of thing. Yeah, human behavior wow. specialist. And uh, <clears throat> I think because of that event, because it nearly, nearly really went really fucking wrong, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And oh, it right. didn't um, because oh, of... Wow people keeping calm and, and people being mellow and, and, you know, and everything. So they, they were lucky, but um, yeah. And it, it was just what he was saying. It was, it, it was interesting because he, he, you know, it, they kind of went, if this was an Oasis show, this probably would have fucking kicked off, you know? Um, yeah. And um, just that collective feeling of having a good time and, and you responding to other people and, you know, your, your hair's standing up on the back of your neck and, all these things that, that animals would do, um, mm. you know, and we're reflecting each other and that community and in, in music is, is a, an amazing snapshot. You know, if you can take those memories, I think it's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Chaz of Lightyear, what do you think would be the best way to introduce 
someone to no effects. What are the rules? Would it, would I have to go? <laughs> <laughs> right, there's this guy, right? <laughs> um, like, if it was a song or something like that, I, I, I just, I would just kind of play him something. You know what I mean? I just, sure. I just play him. Like, I, I just don't think you can. Whenever anyone tries to brief me on anything, you know, I, inst- I instantly right. dislike it. Like, <clears throat> sure. you know, it's almost them kind of going you know like welcome to my ted talk sort of thing exactly (laughs) yeah yeah like i have yeah yeah, this is i have ownership on this song i heard it first and you know um (laughs) and i guess this is you know punk rock elite so that's kind of how it is you know what i mean it's it it, is that (laughs) thing where um and i did know people like that and it used to fuck me off because it was like that is eternally now associated with this person who was like you know like that and um Mm. so i think it would just be like a mixtape, you know, with loads. Yeah. Of, that that's how I heard it was, yeah. was a mixtape with, you, you know, like what was on the mixtape? Like No Effects, Lagwagon, Guns and Wankers, um, uh, Pinhead Gunpowder. You know those guys, like Green oh, Day's yeah, other yeah. band, um, uh, Snuff, Worm. Um, you know, all that, and it would just sitting like that. I'd have to do like I don't even know if people do mixtapes anymore, but a playlist. That's what I'd do. I'd sit them in a playlist of all the other goods and greats. Oh, okay. and, uh, you'd, so that you'd, could... you'd contextualize them amongst a sort of category or genre. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. It's not quite hiding the vegetables in the mash, but it's sort of, <laughs> if they're the type of person who'll go for this, they'll find it, don't you worry. And, yeah. and, I, think, <laughs> and I think you're crediting people greatly there because everyone always loves to have found a band Rather exactly than be introduced yeah. to one don't they you know but I, I think the music finds them you know i think that's yeah. the way it works mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no absolutely that's um that's a that's a great because we've you know we've answered it and stuff it's usually been there isn't a single song to introduce them because no song feels typical of them because yeah. it'll because they've got so many different things you know it's you know if playing them um uh instant classic or um the decline or you know it's like what, what are you gonna do how, how are you supposed to you could just play the decline and then yeah <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, it would be fun if they if they had no idea who no effects was to play them the decline and just see how long it was before they looked at their watch yeah just film that, them that, that would be interesting yeah i mean to be honest there are enough um reaction videos to the decline on youtube Oh, is and, there? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, of... it's it, it's um it's that thing, isn't it? Again, of of just having that whole career where we're ready to look up. You know, it it, it it's the full course menu is there, and mm. um you know don't give them the the fucking hors d'oeuvres yeah. when you've got the depressive pudding. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, then the happy the... chorus, and yeah. then the silly port at the end yeah the, the no effects cheese board is is quite sour. <laughs> it's very uh very yeah. very self-flagellating yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i mean no, not that mike would ever flagellate himself he has dominatrixes for such a, such events yeah yeah he's a high flyer now oh yeah <laughs> what does no effects legacy look like what is it what is their legacy I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because I'm really enjoying this this podcast, but so many people will be like, this is so nerdy. It's like, it's all about NoFX. 
And yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. Like this is your podcast as well. So you do this every every time. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Well the thing the thing is is that I believe that NoFX are a band with enough in their history, both on and off records, that there'll be a different answer for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think anyway. I think they're a band that you make your own. But anyway, I don't want to lead lead the witness. Yeah. I think um I don't know. It, it, it's weird because like a legacy, like I've, I've not thought about a legacy for my own music ever. Um, Which you certainly do have one with 26 years. I mean, it is very yeah. impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I guess we would. And, um, but I don't know why I don't, I think maybe I don't always have a, a high opinion of myself and what we've done. So I think, uh, <clears throat> thinking about that i've started to think about it because of my sons and Mm. you know they start asking questions and and um about certain songs and then certain lyrics and um i think that you know there's some very honest lyrics in you know in in stuff i write and about you know just getting out some mental health things from from a long time ago when i didn't really know that that's what was happening you know Mm. it was like i'm literally just saying you know, it turned out that it was my therapy, therapy essentially. And I think that um, maybe Fat Mike might be thinking the sa- not thinking the same, you know, like legacy, because if you start thinking about legacy, then, um, you know, it's affected, isn't it? And, and um, yeah. it's not it's not um, accurate to what it is. So so um, I, I think I think, uh, I think trying to define one's own legacy is only ever going to sort of result in a skewed version of it i think yeah. i think an outsider can look at a legacy of someone else or something else an institution a group or whatever with a little bit more ease because i think they can also because they're looking at it rather than out from it i suppose you know yeah I think so. I think not not being a hundred percent certain of one's own legacy is probably a very natural and probably a healthy perspective yeah. to have. Yeah. If you can be but, so detached that you can, you know, go, well, I think what I leave the world is while tapping your pipe on your chin. I think people <laughs> do think like that. I think oh, I think yeah. like you're like dictators and oh, you know yeah. the I was gonna say Kanye and, West, but yep, dictators can't we well, but yeah. You know, um well, I'm not saying he is he is one, but um, no, no, no. um, you know, uh, I think there's um, having read a few books on psychopaths, you know, it's not I'm not an expert at all, but it, yeah. you know, the list of him is like religious leaders, police officers, <laughs> you know, like like it 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 is teachers, you know, like it it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am again, I'm absolutely slating everyone, aren't I? But I'm just, <laughs> that's based on science, you know, that's 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 fine, statistics. Fine. So. Now, I think you know, if, if if you want to use this as a platform to get yourself cancelled, I hear the work opportunities afterwards are immeasurable. So fill your boots. We're happy to help. Okay. Go for it. Um, <laughs> but I guess what I'm this. what I'm kind of saying is 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 that um, that Fat Mike is a dictator. Um, no, <laughs> he, he may he may you know have an ego, and I'm not saying it's it's um, something that is 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 really negative, but hmm. he may think about. A legacy but i kind of think he doesn't and looking at no effects and figuring out what their legacy is you know like when he talks in that song about his daughter's you know friends and stuff reading a book about him drinking 
Oh, no, yes. yeah, reading the book about him drinking wee and stuff in that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That song with, um, is it Good Charlotte? Is it? It was in, uh, no, it was Avenge Sevenfold. Uh, Avenge Lin- Sevenfold. Linoleum, the yeah, work yeah. of Which is cool. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. great version or whatever it is, song yes. on its own. But, um, the sister track, so, I suppose. And it's literally like at that point, he is thinking about the legacy, isn't it? And he's written that down as a, as a thing. And he's going, yeah. oh, this I'm thought this, I'm putting it down. So so I guess, yeah, what I'm trying to get at is that like it's actually quite difficult to look at what their legacy is because, you know, it's not, it's just too varied. And it's interesting because I think you could, again, just going back to like propaganda, you could you could definitely say their legacy is they probably changed thousands of people's ideas and morals especially about you know being vegan and and stuff like that yeah um you know that that's what defines Lightyear. all of us we were like our stances we are anti-sexist anti-racist anti-homophobic we are vegan you know we are vegetarian and 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 early on you know that that's what we stood for and Mm -hmm. you know so it's a clear legacy it's a clear legacy there but i don't think i think because it's so varied and it, it take you know no effects take so many twists and turns and you know f- tears of a clown essentially um mm. it's very hard to say what the legacy is i think um <clears throat> and because it's it's for so long like it, again if you look at 10 years of fucking up they're in you know they're there and they're in a they're in a you, you know a park somewhere and they're wasted and they're falling over and yeah, then you yeah. look at you know the, the 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 song about tony sly and oh, you yeah. know how emotional that is and and um you know and then back to some absolute stupid shit that he's being an arsehole you know like yeah. he can he he can be an absolute arsehole mm. but then can write some beautiful song you know a touching thing and very honest you know i think that's the thing with fat mike it's the honesty is just so cutting and you know it, it can really you know make you cry sometimes You're like fuck dude that guy's being so honest right now yeah. and then just ruin it with something ridiculous but then go back again and so this this kind of thing um you know the legacy i mean for me it would just be like just an incredible legacy you know like something something that that changed my whole life and and um you know i, I feel like i'm being dramatic when i say that but it did oh, you know no. hearing that that sound and stuff like mm. totally did change you know me and, and give give me this place to be angry at and stuff and 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 a home really and just like even listen to them now and the later stuff it's i still listen to it you know and, and the later albums really good I, I think i i would say the legacy is like a really really consistent quality you know of songwriting that that evolved over time but didn't get shit yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> just didn't get shit and and um every album i was like I, i'm finding myself listening to this again and again and again and more and more you know and then i put the other one i'm and now i'm listening to this and and then actually okay i've listened to that death. i'm gonna go back to one that i used to listen to and so it's it's the legacy is i think it's just like real quality everything you know quality songwriting quality um live shows and and um just kind of sticking to what they were um yeah and, and i think it, yeah. i think as you, you say they're sticking to what they were is is it's all on their own terms which yeah. is sort of key creatively and you know for longevity i suppose it's so funny though because they can be such jocks as well i think and and <laughs> from what i've heard you know like like and 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 you know um against me's um biography um what's the name sorry the singer oh, laura, laura jane, jane grace, grace. Uh, yeah I mean, tranny, I, I, it's I, called. 
Yeah, yeah. So I've just finished that, and I've, I've, tell me, I can't believe I don't know her name again. It's just I just haven't got this brain capacity to recall anything. But um... uh, I, uh, I don't have ADHD. I have OCD, which means everything oh. I ever encounter, I repeat a thousand times in my head, so it just sticks there. Amazing. You just need to like be on the speed dial for me. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not am- sort I know of it's amazing, not amazing for moments yeah. when someone goes, "Who's yeah. the singer of Against Me?" It's Laura Jane Grace. All right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's when the I rest can't of it is <laughs> because I'm just going, "Laura Jane Grace is the singer of Against Me." Laura Jane Grace is the singer of Against Me. Like, I know that. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, a fine yeah. balance. Yeah. Well, isn't OCD just not turning the the the, the plug off at night? Isn't that isn't that? I it, wish it? it was. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I made joking. Someone, no, someone no, said I that know. to me. I was like, "Are you?" I was like, are "You taking the piss?" I was like, "You do know that that's absolutely not what it is." Like, no, no, <laughs> it is you know the year twenty twenty three for fuck's sake. But yeah, so she she said in in uh, when they were touring with him in against me that um they um fat signed them or tried to sign them and there was this signing battle you know between loads of labels and mm. and no effects were like their tour bus on on um the uh um, what's that tour the Vans Warped tour oh, yeah. you know always had pride of place no one could like park near it and they they would roll up and they would you know no one could um you know. They they were basically like just full on rock stars, and I th- I think that was mm-hmm. a bit of a shock to me was when I realised that there was actually rock stars in the punk scene. You know, mm. like I remember thinking, oh, we are all just punks and we can all just whatever. And then when the American, you know, when you first saw the Americans in massive tour buses coming over, and uh, um, you know, it was it was just a uh, um, bit of a shock. And 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 um, but that's that's what it is over there. You know, it is it, yeah. it, they make money and they make a career out of punk rock. We told you it was good. We told, didn't we tell you? We did tell you. We told you. Don't go coming to us going, that was dead good, that. We know. We know. <laughs> we don't serve you up shit here and pretend it is highly seasoned, delicious food. What a lovely guy. What an absolutely lovely guy. And I think we definitely need to take him up on uh, his promise of potentially him returning and bringing some of his uh, bandmates. Uh, Neil yes. sounds like a laugh. Absolutely does. Little bit of housekeeping. Um, due to a unfortunate malfunction with one or more computers, which I may or may not still own. I don't. <laughs> we there was one question we couldn't ask him in person. So I sent him a WhatsApp afterwards. Um so I'll play the role of Chaz for this. Oh, okay, sure. Okay, okay great. just allow me to increase the quality of my sound by 30 to 35 percent. There we are. <laughs> uh, now, if you, Red, could please ask the final question in the no effects list. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, Chaz. Uh... Yeah? <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't do it. I haven't got a Chaz, sorry. <laughs> I'll just, uh... I'll carry on like this. Yeah? Chaz, what is, who, who is your favourite member of NoFX? Oh, mm. Now, you see, Melvin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Melvin so what's, is. Is that 3-0? and o? Is that 4-0? and 4-0. 4-0. You, you, me, Robin of Random Hand, and uh, Chaz of Lightyear. But can anybody defeat the streak? <sighs> it's inevitable, isn't it? 
isn't it? Is it? It might not be inevitable. I don't know. If you're listening at home, you want to put some, uh, want to put a few smarties on it, put a few, uh, put a few little skittles on this one, a little bet with your friends. Find out <laughs> next time we have an interview. But uh, as it stands on the date of publication, Melvin four and O, and I, I don't think anyone's complaining. Um, if if you're some sort of anti-Melvin campaigner, feel free to write in and let us know. But uh, <laughs> we find that very unlikely. And also, on what grounds? Come on, guys. But do do let us know. Uh, if, if you've got a favourite member of NoFX, write in, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear if you side with or understand this uh melvin mania mm. or if you d- deplore it and and you uh you, you you'd like um some new suggestions because he is arguably so far he is a member of no effects who is only ever mentioned when we ask who their favorite is <laughs> it doesn't come up in the rest of the rest of the episode it's so peculiar so to go, well as a songwriter mike is this and oh well el jefe is certainly a very talented musician <laughs> who's your favorite oh melvin obviously <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wild it's um i'm sure there's someone out there doing a phd on the matter hey we're, we're here for it and we are we're mel yellers right here so we're uh we're happy for it uh, yes, so if you do want to let us know, put a comment on one of our posts on Instagram. We'll definitely read that. Or punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, tell anyone you think would enjoy this. And it uh, just leaves me to thank you, Red. Thank you, Eddie. Oh, what a nice time. We'll be back next week. See you next time. What a lovely time we've all had. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Mwah. Thank you for listening to Punk Rock Elite. It was a Pick Scraped and Fruitcake co-production by Eddie French and Red Redmond. If you're not following us on Instagram or subscribe to the podcast, please do. The main theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.